What's in a name? Hello, this is Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. with a word about your name and rank. If yours is Ed or Edgar, it means protector of property. In the Bible, we first read of the protectors of the people. Deuteronomy reads, So I took the chiefs of your tribes and made them heads over you, captains over tens, over hundreds, over thousands, and officers among your tribes. These biblical divisions are the forerunners of the battalion company and platoon commanders and squad leaders of today's modern military organizations. What's in a name? Plenty. Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring the Andrews Sisters, an episode of the situation comedy Meet Carlos Archer, Hollywood gossip reporter Jimmy Fiddler, and comedian Henry Morgan. And now, from an Armed Forces Radio Service Command Performance Show in 1945, here's that popular singing group, the Andrews Sisters. If you ever go down Trinidad, they make you feel so very glad. Calypso sing and make a rhyme, guarantee you one real good fine time. Drinking rum and Coca-Cola, go down point Kumana, both mother and daughter, working for the Yankee dollar. <laughs> Since the Yankee come to Trinidad, they got the young girls all going mad. Young girls say they treat them nice, make Trinidad like paradise. Drinking rum and Coca-Cola, go down point Kumana, both mother and daughter, working for the Yankee dollar. From Chicka-Chick Carey to Mona's Isle, native girls all dance and smile. Help soldiers celebrate his leave. Make every day like New Year's Eve. Drinking rum and Coca-Cola. Go down point Kumana. Both mother and daughter. Working for the Yankee dollar. In old Trinidad I also fear. The situation is mighty queer. Like the Yankee girl, the native swoon. When she heard her bingo croon, drinking rum and Coca-Cola, go down point Kumana, both mother and daughter, working for the Yankee dollar. Out on Manzanella Beach, G.I. romance with native peach, all night long make tropic love, next day sitting hot. Drinking rum and Coca-Cola Go down point Kumana Both mother and daughter Working for the Yankee dollar Rum and Coca-Cola Working for the Yankee dollar 
Matthew Herbert created the character of Corliss Archer for the stage, and in the mid-40s, Meet Corliss Archer became a big hit on the radio. Here's one of those programs that your parents might have been listening to more than 25 years ago. And now we invite you to Meet Corliss Archer. America's Teenage Sweetheart, featuring Sam Edwards, Fred Shields, and Mary Jane Croft, and starring Janet Waldo. Golly, I enjoyed that soda, Dexter. Thanks. Heck, Corliss, don't mention it. I enjoy seeing you enjoy things, so I enjoy doing things that make you enjoy yourself because then I enjoy myself seeing you enjoy the enjoyment. <laughs> See what I mean? Well, no, but it sounds sweet. If I don't make sense, it's because I'm so in love. Honestly, I'm so nuts about you that half the time I don't know what I'm doing. When I got up this morning, I put on my new sports shirt and my best-looking sweater, dashed out of the house without even eating breakfast, started to run over to your house, and then I had to run back home. Why? I forgot my pants. <laughs> so I ran home, jumped into my pants, and ran out again. But the faster I ran, the farther I got from your house. Huh? Yeah. I had my pants on backwards. <laughs> Instead of going, I went. <laughs> oh, Dexter, you're just making that up. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> but I'm sure not making it up that I'm crazy about you. <sighs> I need you. I adore you. I love you. Oh, Dex, you're so romantic. Yes, sir. As the first Siamese twin said to the second Siamese twin... I sure am stuck on you. <laughs> well, I love you too, Dex. I'm pretty lucky to have a wonderful fellow like you. After all, you're tall, dark, and... Well... Well, that's two out of three. <laughs> Golly, I get so excited when you make love to me. I'm thirsty again. Would it be all right if I had another soda? Sure. Now, another soda for the lady, please. Oh, golly, have you got enough money? Just about. But I'd gladly spend all my money on you. What if I do wind up penniless? Remember the Tsar of Russia? What about him? He was Nicholas. <laughs> oh, Dex, you're so much fun. I love to be with you. <laughs> Won't it be fun at the movies tonight seeing the Eddie Duchin story? All that beautiful music. I'll make believe you're Tyrone Power. Yeah, and I'll make believe you're Kim Novak. Gosh, I dreamed about her the other night, and I made believe she was you. I kissed the pillow. Oh, Dexter. Did you really? Yeah. I woke up with a mouth full of feathers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I can't take you to the movies tonight. Why not? I'm sick. Very sick. I've got the monetary meanies. You mean you're broke? Fractured. After I pay for that soda, I'll be so flat that when I go to sleep tonight, I won't even make a lump in the bed. Golly, I do want to see that picture. And it's closing tomorrow. Are you sure you can't get some money somewhere by tonight? I'm afraid not. 
Oh, I know how I can see it. Daddy and Mom are going tonight. They'll take me. Oh, holy cow. It's not as much fun going to the movies with them as it is going with me, is it? Well... After all, when you're with your father in a movie and the lights go down, you don't... You know... You mean... Snuggle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do want to see that picture. And... Well, I guess being a man, it's always up to me to come up with the dough. That's the way the world is. Man the provider, man the worker, man the breadwinner. Man the lifeboats. <laughs> money. That's what it always comes back to, money. Gosh. If it wasn't for money, life would really be simple. Pop, have you got a minute? What's on your mind, Dexter? Responsibility. Huh? Pop, I want to make you happy. Then go on out for a walk. <laughs> no, Pop, this is serious. Look at it this way. You're responsible for me. Don't rub it in. <laughs> what I mean is, um, providing for my happiness is your responsibility. That's what you get for being a man. Look, Aristotle, what do you want from me? Happiness. That's all, just a small bit of happiness. Just a tiny bit. How tiny? Oh, about a buck's worth. No. <laughs> but, Pop, let me ask you this. Don't you want me to be happy? Let me ask you this. How many weeks ahead of your allowance are you already? Oh, well, now, let's not get dreary. <laughs> well, what do you want the dollar for? <clears throat> to take Corliss to the movies. That's why you wanted the last dollar. Seems like I'm always advancing you money to entertain Corliss. Oh, entertaining my woman is my responsibility. And keeping me happy is your responsibility. And so you ought to... Look, responsibility... I fail to see how I'm obligated to provide for Corliss's entertainment. Oh, look at it this way. Look at it this way. The answer is no. N-O. No? No. No dough? D-O? That's D-O-U-G-H. You couldn't prove it by me. I get so little of it, I can't spell it or smell it. <laughs> I sure as heck can't shell it out. <laughs> oh, hello, Dexter. Hello, Mrs. Archer. Mr. Archer, uh, can I talk to you for a minute? About money? Well, in a way, yes. The answer is still no. I haven't changed my mind. Why don't you try it once in a while? <laughs> I change my mind. If I had a mind like yours, I'd change it for anything I could get. <laughs> oh, Mr. Archer, if you'd only listen to reason. Oh, relax, Dexter. It's not the end of the world. But I... Is your father home? Yes, he is. But, Mr. I Archer... I think I'll walk over and say hello. I'll be back soon, Janet. All right, Harry. Holy cow, Mrs. Archer. You don't know what it's like to be a man. No, and I don't suppose I ever will. <laughs> What's the trouble, Dexter? Mrs. Archer, do you remember what it's like to be in love? 
Well, Dexter, I think I'm still in love. With whom? Oh, you mean with Mr. Archer. <laughs> well, I don't mean married. I mean really in love. Well, I think it's... <laughs> Isn't it possible to be married and in love? Well... Don't you expect to be in love with Corliss after you're married? Well, sure, of course. I guess it's just that you hear so many things about what happens after you get married. Oh? Like what? Well, the other night I heard Mr. Patterson say to my father... I never knew what real happiness was until I got married. And then it was too late. <laughs> now, don't you pay any attention to that sort of talk. Well, to get back to my troubles, if I can't raise a dollar, I'm not going to get to see Corliss tonight. I'll give you a dollar. And a night without Corliss is torture. I... You'll what? I'll give you a dollar. Oh, Mrs. Archer. Oh, holy cow. But... Well, gosh, but... Oh, I, I couldn't take it from you. Well, why not? Oh, I couldn't. I, I couldn't take money from you. You're a... A what? <laughs> a woman. <laughs> I can't let a woman give me money. I, I'd feel like a gigolo. Look, I tell you what. Suppose we call it a loan. I won't give it to you. I'll lend it to you. A loan? Uh-huh. Well... No, I couldn't. I like you too much. Well, how do you mean? My credit's terrible. You'd get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at it this way, Dexter. You wouldn't hesitate to take it from Mr. Archer. No. Well, I get my money from Mr. Archer, so it's the same as though you were getting it from him. Now, here. Here's the dollar. You and Corliss have a good time. Mrs. Archer? Yes? Mrs. Archer, if it wasn't for Corliss... I could sure go for you. <laughs> Corliss? Oh, hi, Dexter. I was just going over to see you. Listen, Corliss, I've got good news for you. Well, listen, Dex, let me tell you. We can go to the movies together tonight. Yeah. I've been I... thinking it over, and I decided that our time together is too precious to lose even one night. So I'll contribute everything I've got left for my allowance, and I will treat us to the movies. Here's a dollar. But, Corliss... Take it. Take it or I'll be angry. Well, okay, but... Well, holy cow, Corliss, you didn't have to do that. Oh, yes, your I did have to, Dexter, because I love you so much. But your mother... You do? <laughs> yes, Dexter, I do. You're absolutely adorable and precious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but look, Corliss, your mother gave me a... Listen, Dexter. Oh, hi, Mr. Archer. Listen, your father is too much of a cheapskate to treat you to the movies tonight, but by George and by Jupiter, I am not. I'll treat you. Here. Here's a dollar. But, Mr. Archer... Take it. But, Mr. Archer... Take it or I'll slap your ears off. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow, thanks. Okay. But I... Anytime you need money, you come to me. There's no sense asking that father of yours. He may not be the cheapest guy in the world, but I never knew anybody with shorter arms and lower pockets. Why, he's so... I heard that. <laughs> Gosh, Pop. We'll show Harry Archer who's cheap around here. Won't we, son? But, Pop... You ask me for a dollar? 
Yes, Here's but... two dollars. <laughs> but, Pop... Take I... it. Take it before I slap your ears off. Oh, holy cow, thanks. Boy, I don't know what's going on around here all of a sudden, but I love it. I'll tell you what's going on. This cheapskate here is... Who are you calling a cheapskate? If the shoe fits, wear it. I'd like to plant my shoes square in your... Don't you threaten me, you nickel-nursing, penny-pinching miser. Miser? Yeah. Look who's talking. I'll bet you save the cotton that comes in the top of pill bottles. <laughs> What's going on here? I'll tell you what's going on, Janet. This cheap husband of yours is... You leave my wife's husband out of this. <laughs> Harry, will you please calm down and tell me what this is all about? No. Corliss, do you know what this nonsense is about? Oh, golly, Mom, no, I don't. Well, as far as I can figure out, Mrs. Archer, they're fighting for the privilege of treating Corliss and me to the movies. What? Well, look. Here's a dollar Mr. Archer made me take. And here's two dollars my father made me take. But I thought... Boy, am I loaded. <laughs> oh, look, Mrs. Archer. Here's the dollar I owe you. But, Dexter... Take it. I don't need it now. Well... And I, I don't need your money either, Corliss. So here, take it back. Well, all right. Now, we're all squared away. And now we can go to the movies. Wait a minute. How come you ask me for a dollar for the movies when you had more than enough? Well, Pop, uh, things are happening pretty fast around here, but it seems as you if... You don't need my money, so let me have it back. <laughs> oh, okay, Pop. Here. But I... And since you don't need mine, I'll take that back, too. <laughs> oh, okay, Mr. Archer. Here you are. But... But... But what? Well, I don't know what happened, but a minute ago I was a millionaire. <laughs> now I'm a bum again. <laughs> Holy cow! Bill, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, get a look at the expression on his face. <laughs> Daddy, aren't you and Mr. Franklin mad anymore? Of course not. We're having too much fun. <laughs> well, knock yourselves out, because I'm not having any fun. I don't get to go to the movies after all. Oh, sure you do. We're all going. It's getting late. Let's get started. I'm treating everybody. Forget it, Harry. I'll treat... No, Bill, this is on me. No, no, no. I'll buy the tickets. I said I'd buy them. <laughs> yeah, well, I said I'd buy them. Now, you listen to me, Bill Franklin. If I want to buy the tickets... Don't tell me I can't buy if the tickets. If I want to buy the theater tickets... Mrs. Archer, can I talk to you about borrowing a buck? In the 40s and 50s, there were several gossip columnists on the air from Hollywood. There was Hedda Hopper and Luella Parsons, Bill Tusher and Sheila Graham. And there was one Hollywood correspondent that outlasted them all. He started in the 30s and continued all the way up through the 60s. And he even has contracts now which continue his show up through 1975. <laughs> well, that's some career. Here's an excerpt from one of Jimmy Fiddler's shows in December 1953. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? 
This is Jimmy Fiddler in Hollywood with news that Alan Ladd may have to undergo surgery. Rosemary Clooney, Jose Ferrer, Stark rumor confirmed. Peggy Lee, seriously ill. Hollywood, this promises to be a pretty bleak Christmas for a lot of glamour girls in the movie colony where minks, instead of diamonds, are considered a gal's best friend. A leading fur salon in Beverly Hills, where a large number of the stars store their fabulous furs, was robbed the other night of several dozen coats and wraps belonging to prominent actresses. The story has been withheld from newspapers in hopes that the furs can be recovered before the owners have to be given the bad news. News highlights in review. June Allison underwent an appendectomy in St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica. Television star Jack Webb denied published reports that he will marry actress Dorothy Town. Jane Wyman and Freddie Carger reconciled following a one-week separation. And that is all for now. I'll be back with you next week at the same time. Until then, this is Jimmy Fiddler saying good luck to you, and I do mean you. Comedian Henry Morgan was a great one for doing parodies on well-known personalities. And one evening, he even did a parody on Jimmy Fiddler. Here is Henry Morgan as Jimmy Morgan, who will tell us about the doings in the film capital. Good evening, movie fans. This is your Hollywood reporter, Jimmy Morgan, bringing you news and views of Hollywood. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> Betty Davis. <laughs> Betty Davis is thinking of changing her name to Harold Jones so she may be able to play opposite herself. <laughs> Bulletin. It has come to my attention that Shirley Temple's two-month-old baby sleeps most of the day. It is too bad that a hard-working star like Shirley should have such a lazy baby. <laughs> two weeks ago, I predicted that Agnes Carstairs, the Australian film actress, would go far. She already has. She's been sent back to Australia. <laughs> Bulletin. <laughs> Exclusive. Van Johnson and June Ellison are an item, but I don't know what kind of item they are. Remember, you heard it here first. <laughs> Exclusive. Butch Jenkins earned more money in one year than William Shakespeare earned all his life. This proves that there is no limit to what you can do if you're alive. <laughs> My last exclusive. <laughs> Betty Grable was recently seen on Hollywood Boulevard looking in a mirror and smiling at herself. It is this kind of friendliness that makes a star great. <laughs> now this is your Hollywood reporter, Jimmy Morgan, saying goodnight to you and you, but certainly not to you. Well, that brings to a close this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the past half hour. And here's a thought to remember. Sailors and Marines on leave must be in uniform and have their leave papers with them to obtain reduced train fare travel. Round-trip tickets must be used within 90 days, one-way tickets within 45 days of purchase. Now, this is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you back next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service.